Experience Milwaukee is presented by Few Spirits, Indeed Brewing, Cost Stereophones, and Transfer Pizzeria Cafe. Their generous support allows us to highlight all aspects of the city of Milwaukee, something we've been doing since 2018. Thanks for listening, and now, on to the show with Milwaukee's very own Black Belt Theater. You're welcome. <laughs> Adam. Oh, Steven. Another week. Another week, another exciting episode of the Experience Milwaukee podcast. Another challenging conversation and challenging this way. Like, we're going to be running out to get food again. Yes. And it's, that's a challenge for me. It's going to happen. It will happen. And, and I, I think we're going to get into the specifics of like a particular kind of food category. We might. Because you like cake, don't you? Um, I am not embarrassed to say I absolutely love cake. What's your favorite cake? Oh, boy. On the spot. Any cake? I would say... <laughs> yeah. No, not any cake because I don't like devil's food cake. Oh, weird. Or no, not devil's food. Angel. Oh, the, the spongy-ish stuff? Yeah, whatever that stuff is. Yeah. Not, a, not a huge fan. I like uh, dense, moist, delicious, layered with uh, buttercream frosting oh. cake. Adam, let me ask you this. I'm going to dig a little deeper on this issue with you. Okay. Like... A little bit of frosting, like just enough to kind of coat it, or is it like do you like gobs and gobs of frosting? Uh, the former, not the latter. I I don't like too much frosting. If I if there's too much, I just scrape it off. What? Yeah, I know. Isn't that? It sounds like heresy, but there's only so much sugar my body will intake before it starts to go. Come on, man. For rejects. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Um. Yeah. See, I have a little problem. Uh, my daughter, one of my daughters, is on this baking, like, extravaganza. Like, literally baking one to three items a, a day almost. Oh, my gosh. But the frosting, like, it's it, the frosting should move you through the cake. And there's not a lot of frosting on it. And the frosting is good. She made she made like from scratch cream cheese frosting. You know what? It appears that we are at an impasse here, and I think our lovely guest today is going to be the exact right person to tell us about how delicious cakes are. You're you're and saying obviously you're, you're, so so much more. Yeah, so much more. But you're saying bring in the expert. Why let us idiots talk? Uh, yeah. About why this? let us? Yeah. Uh, you know, throw our opinions around. Let's let's ask an expert. Let's do it. And and today's expert is Melanie. Is Melanie from Hi, Celesta? Melanie. Hey guys, how's it going? Hey, it's. Well, I don't know. Like you can see, we're in a, we're in a very serious predicament here. <laughs> yeah, it's getting philosophical at this point. <laughs> it is. It uh, is. Um, Melanie, this the the 
that conversation was inspired by the amazing cakes on that we see on on the website that you have in the restaurant. And so what's your take? Frosting, lots, little, just enough, like where where are you at? Yeah, so we have an amazing pastry chef. So she is at the beck and call of our customers. I see our job as not necessarily dictating frosting quantity, but rather <laughs> fulfilling customers' dreams. So you want a lot, you want a little, we got you. Either way. <laughs> All right. So if you can dream it, you can do it. You- Absolutely. And vegan. And vegan. That was kind of the that was kind of the the big thing that we wanted to talk to you today. Obviously we want to hear a lot more about Celesta restaurant. Um and a big part of that is that it is a vegan restaurant and Steve and I are very amateur when vegan it comes skeptics. to vegan. We yeah, exactly. We don't know what we're talking about. You're yes. in a safe space. You're in a safe space. Good. Good. She good, good to hear. she made us safe on our on our podcast. <laughs> that's a that's an experience, Milwaukee first. Yes. And I'm very happy that I love it. he was the one that brought it to us. Pretty soon she'll be asking the questions. <laughs> yep. She'll be like, guys, this is a very philosophical question yeah. for you. We're like, oh, okay, all right, hold Tell on. Tell me about your childhood. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, yeah. Melanie. Yeah, Melanie, let's let's get some let's get some background here on you. Um, can you tell us your journey to Milwaukee and the being the owner chef of Celestra Celesta restaurant? I was living in Florida for over a decade. I was actually a creative writing teacher and um, community college instructor, and I always loved to cook my whole life. Um, and I've been a part of the plant based community for over twenty five years. I'm kind of showing my age here. Um, and, uh, I am originally from the Midwest, um, most specifically from Kansas, um, generations of my family have lived in this little valley in, um, central Kansas. And I decided I wanted to go back to the Midwest. I was a military brat, so I moved around my whole life and never had an opportunity to kind of connect with my roots. So that's sort of what inspired it. Um, And then I started looking for jobs and I could not find one in Kansas City, or at least not one I was happy with. So eventually I found a job in Milwaukee and that's what brought me here. It was sort of random. So I was working um, and teaching at a nonprofit. I was teaching um, a high school equivalency diploma program for um, people who received food stamps. It enabled them to get a diploma in an accelerated uh, amount of time, which was really great. And I learned a lot, but I always just, I heard the food calling and I decided to kind of jump in and um, I reached out to Draft and Vessel, a really great craft beer bar in Shorewood and said, hey guys, you don't know me, (laughs) but can I do a one night pop-up where I just make some vegan food, bring it in, we'll see what happens, our finances will stay stay separate, Um, only risk for you is potential embarrassment, Um, best outcome, maybe you get a few new customers. So they said, I guess, sure. So I put out some flyers <laughs> and I hired um, the barista I knew at Stone Creek down the street to work for one night. And uh, much to our surprise, including my surprise, we were totally flooded with customers and sold out in an hour. Um, so I thought, well, maybe I'm onto something. So I started developing pop-ups around the city, most specifically in independent breweries. And it was really, really fun. And finally, I jumped in and got some 
uh, financing and opened a restaurant in June of 2018. Whoa. I know, it's kind of crazy. That is crazy. I mean, and the, I don't want to say audacity because it was a really good idea, but the, just the idea to jump in and go, hey guys, uh, I think it'd be really fun to make some, some vegan food. What do you think? And, and they went for it. <laughs> yeah. Take some That's guts. That's really cool. And, yeah. and, and smart for them to do so, by the way, because you sold out in an hour. <laughs> yeah. It ended up, um, sort of accidentally, I ended up developing some really, I think really special relationships with other Milwaukee business owners, like, um, Joe at gathering place, which is kind of on the edge of river West. I mean, he was sure. super generous with his space and he gave us beer and <laughs> he helped promote it. And toward the end of our pop-up season, um, we'd have 200 people show up. So luckily it was great business for him. So it's really a great example of how, you know, small business owners here in Milwaukee are so willing to collaborate and come up with something creative and different, um, in a way that really serves our, our guests, um, and also helps us support our businesses. That's awesome. And, uh, Joe from Gathering Place. What a great a collaborator. He's yeah. such he's he, so cool. Good guy. Um, we had yeah. him yeah, we had him on a couple of years ago um as he was starting to ramp up his Lager and Friends festival. Oh, awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, so so we know Joe. That's that's pretty cool. Love the name dropping of previous <laughs> guests. It's like we told Melanie, hey, by the way, could you name drop a couple of people we've yeah. had on before? <laughs> and if I could, um, if you'd humor me, I want to share this with you. Yeah. It turns out Joe's, let's see, his either his sis, his wife's family or his family's from Kansas City and his relative, like sister-in-law or something, gave birth to her baby in the hospital where my sister's a nurse. How crazy is that? Whoa! I know it was We've meant heard to of be small walkie, yeah. but now it's like small Midwest. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just really cool when you find those connections with people. It really, yeah, it really is. Um, now you said your your coming to Milwaukee was a little random. Yeah. What has kept you here? You know what? I have lived um, all over the country in Washington, D.C., in Alabama, in um, Florida for many years. I lived overseas in Germany and China. And I just have to say that the combination of um, culture here, um, respect for history, um, many people's interest in growing and improving the city and trying to make it a more equitable space for all kinds of people, um, and the kitsch <laughs> is what's kept me here. I think it's a really special place and it's kind of under the radar. I mean, I had never thought twice about Wisconsin ever in my entire life. It sort of seemed like, I don't know, a dreary, <laughs> you know, northern sort of city. I I'd never had even been this far north. And um, coming here after the first year, I really fell in love with it. Well, that's awesome. Every day I wonder why I'm here, still here. <laughs> Every day in the winter. Every day in the winter. <laughs> I look outside right now. Yeah, <laughs> when we're sitting on piles, feet of snow, we're like, so wait, why why do we stay here? What the hell's wrong with us? Yeah, That's right. fair. <laughs> That's fair. But I think I something I've learned um is to embrace the winter and, and I don't always succeed, but I'm getting so much better at it. I mean, I've learned I was like snowshoeing. That's a thing. I'd never you know, I lived in Florida, I'd never heard of that. So definitely on my list. That's a really good point. Um, we have had some sage advice on the podcast 
And it was in winter, pick up outdoor winter hobbies <laughs> or you will drive yourself nuts. Yeah. <laughs> so yep. yeah, snowshoeing, cross country skiing, even hiking in the winter. If there's not too much snow, um, getting out fresh air. That's yeah. Fresh is, air. That isn't just shoveling your driveway. Yeah. Is, yeah. is, is, uh, hiding in the backyard with a six pack. Is that, does that count? <laughs> if you've got well. a fire going, yeah, <laughs> definitely. <counts. laughs> oh man. Uh, let's get into the, uh, to the restaurant a bit. What can sure. you, yeah. What can you tell us? Like, uh, you know, we're a friend. You, you're trying to, to convince us to get, order something or like get in, dig in. What's sort of the vibe and how do th- how are things working these days with all the pandemic stuff? Yeah. So, um, there's a little bit of a before and after maybe, and then a through line. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I would say the type of food we serve here is very omnivore friendly. So we develop a lot of dishes that um, are familiar to people who might find plant-based eating new or challenging. So we have things like a chicken sandwich and lasagna on our menu, but it's all made from plants. Uh, we also make everything from scratch. So for our lasagna, for example, we make the cheese from scratch from almonds. We make the sausage from scratch from a high protein flour. We make the sauce, the red sauce from scratch. So we really work hard to develop really interesting flavors. And um, it's really fun because we get all kinds of people. We have a lot of customers who are not vegan. And I would say the, that with especially younger diners, there's sort of a trend um, that vegan food is a genre of food. Mm-hmm. So people will say, oh, let's go get Thai tonight. Let's go get vegan tomorrow. If, yeah. And if they don't adhere to a plant-based diet, they're really interested in trying vegan food. In particular, vegan comfort food is really popular in the Midwest. So um, I think a lot of people feel comfortable ordering from us because they can try something that has flavors and textures that are familiar to them. And then when they like it, they think, oh, maybe I'll branch out a little and try this like lentil carrot barbacoa balance bowl <laughs> that sounds really <laughs> different for me someone who grew up you know in this different sort of cultural culinary environment but because i liked this other dish this lasagna i might like this too so mm-hmm. my hope is that it kind of broadens people's experiences with food in general in particular vegetables and then i'd say you know pre-covid um we have a really sort of mid-century modern vibe hopefully really inviting, um, a little uh, more upscale because we have servers and table service, a full bar, but also very casual where you can totally, of course, wear jeans and, you know, come in after a workout or whatever too, if that's if that's your vibe. We have um, both types of diners and we hope everyone feels comfortable with that. But, you know, we, uh, we closed our dining room March 17th, so we're coming up on a year. So we have only been doing carry out um, for almost a full year, which has really uh, been a very interesting experience. I'll never forget the day when, um, you know, COVID reached Milwaukee and there were conversations. I'm sure everyone was having these conversations with their families and households and where they worked about how to adjust life. We were here. It was brunch. Our dining room was packed. There were kids and older people and our everybody was, you know, we only have 28 tables. So it's a really intimate space. And everybody was, you know, talking and having a good time. And we knew COVID had just reached, I think it was Wisconsin, actually. And mm-hmm. we said, we, we can't do this. We can't put anyone, um, we can't be put in a position to like regulate if we're keeping people safe or not. So 
we were one of the first restaurants to close our dining room in Milwaukee, and we worked really hard to develop a um, really clear carryout program. Mm -hmm. And um, carryout's been okay. We've been hanging in there. We haven't had to let any of our staff go, which we're super grateful for. Oh, we, that's nice. Yeah. yeah I mean, it was so scary. I mean, in in April, I mean, I didn't sleep probably the whole month I'm because sure. I just didn't know if I'd lose my business and more importantly, you know, have to let 10 people go and have them be out of work. But thank goodness we've worked really hard and we have super loyal customers and new folks coming every day. So we are grateful every single day. That's great. And you know, I love the way you put it like, Oh yeah, let's get Thai today and vegan tomorrow. Like, cause I don't, I've, I've probably said it and I've heard it like, Oh, this is good for vegan. And it's kind of yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like saying, "Oh, Adam's a good podcaster for a dude," you know, like right. you know, it's like it doesn't it's it's either it's just food, it's all good. Mm -hmm. And I love that you brought that up because I think the challenge vegan chefs are facing is legitimizing their food. And I've had a lot of conversations about this with people. Like I feel like right now, at least in the Midwest, this has already happened perhaps on the East and West Coast, but I feel like it's sort of my job to legitimize vegan food in the realm of familiar food people understand. So mm -hmm. getting back to like the chicken sandwich and the lasagna. And now I'm hoping once people say, oh my God, this is really good as it is not in comparison yeah. to <laughs> right. food, like meat food. <laughs> um, now I want to challenge people to try something they've never tried and challenge myself creatively as a chef. So for example, we've been playing with these Polish dishes and I have this really gorgeous soup that I won't try to pronounce, <laughs> but it has <laughs> potato dumplings and the broth is made from porcini mushrooms and carrot juice. So it has like these sweet and umami notes that are really different. I mean, I've never tasted anything like it and how much fun it'll be to share that with our customers now that they trust us and mm -hmm. say, Try this carrot juice soup and say, wow, this is really interesting. So, yes. Uh, and it's like, hey, you know, you don't have to be vegan to eat vegan food, just like you don't have to be Mexican to eat Mexican food. Like, you just eat the food. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's Try what I tell Adam new. all the time. Just get adventurous. Eat the frosting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I put extra frosting on there for you, Adam. Eat it. <laughs> so I'm gonna go deeper into this one question because I'm so intrigued, and it just happens to be uh, uh, the day that this is available. But what's what's the fishless fry? Oh yeah, that's a really fun one. So um, we use simple soy man tofu, and a lot of people are scared of tofu, but hopefully you've heard this before. It totally depends on how it's prepared. And then we make a really special batter with um, different seasonings and spices in it. And uh, we batter it and fry it and it's really, really crispy. Um, it's super popular. Friday nights are definitely our busiest night. And uh -huh. we work really hard on the recipe because we know how important traditions are for people. And when people go plant-based because they don't want to consume animal products, whether that's for health or for reasons of living a compassionate lifestyle or the environment, you know, it's kind of important to still have those food memories stay alive. And so that's one reason why we worked really hard to develop the fishless fry. I'm struggling here and I'm going to tell you guys why. And so maybe this is where Melanie takes over and this becomes therapy for us, Adam. Okay. <laughs> uh, every Friday, my family does a takeout, carryout Friday. So maybe this isn't a struggle. I'm I'm thinking two things. I want to try this fishless fry, and then 
like Adam said this before we started recording, you guys have a section on the site that is dedicated just to cakes. And so I'm thinking Valentine's Day is coming up. I need to get some of these cakes. <laughs> yeah. I like that you pluralized that too. I like that you were like, mm, I, I just need one cake. No, I need some of these cakes. Because <laughs> my wife my wife loves the carrot cake. Oh, and yeah. uh, your carrot cake looks amazing. But uh, here's the problem or the opportunity. She also loves tiramisu. Mm. And I'm... Oh, yeah. I hate, I hate, absolutely... Well, I don't hate. I really don't like s'mores made out, out, like, out by the fire. Like, the kids do it all the time here, and I'm like, all right, whatever, just eat the s'mores. I don't... Just get away from me. But <laughs> I like s'mores cake. I like s'mores yeah. ice cream. I like that kind of stuff. So I think three are in our future. Yeah, those are three of our most popular cakes, for sure. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. All right. I'm, I was uh, I was thinking the Boston the Boston cream pie <laughs> was going to be the most fa- that's one of my favorites. Oh yeah? Yeah. Yeah, and well and I also I'm a sucker for anything chocolate. Yeah. It's just amazing to me. Can't yeah. go wrong. I I'm, can't I'm, go wrong. I'm in for chocolate too all the time. <laughs> so well, let, my mouth is watering now. Thank yeah. <laughs> Let's uh <laughs> um Let's do like kind of a rapid fire thing and uh, and say here's a couple, we'll give you a couple questions. This first thing that comes to mind. One is what's the most common question you get asked about the restaurant or the food or anything? A lot of people just call and ask if it's vegan. So <laughs> oh, are you are you telling the truth about this? <laughs> yeah. You need a call to verify. <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely a frequently asked question maybe because when they see pictures of it it looks recognizable as <laughs> it's not just a plate of like flowers and branches yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah right what is uh what's something few people know about the restaurant um something few people know i guess i would say that um i developed the vegan menu for topper's pizza uh what which, yeah yeah Dang. so um I developed that with Toppers, and I also have a new YouTube show called Otherworldly Vegan. It's mostly cooking demos right now because of COVID, um, but we do have a new episode coming out uh, featuring local animal sanctuaries. So I just started that two or three months ago. That's become my new favorite question, Adam. Yeah, we uh, we uncover so much. <laughs> this YouTube channel thing, I'm like, I'm already trying to look it up. <laughs> I want to I want to check it out. Really. <laughs> um, uh, you. <sighs> Man, this is this has been really cool. I I think uh, I just want to say um, that this is great that we have this opportunity to meet people like you, who are doing such great things in this community, and uh, and also like living the thing you want to do that you're passionate about. And uh, Adam, I think we've got to give some thanks to uh, our friends over on the east side for you know continuing to connect us to. Uh, not just um, brave entrepreneurs, but uh, great people, and um, mm-hmm. and this is all part of the East Side On series. And we're we uh, are lucky, Melanie, that we get to connect with you and uh, and hear more about how and why you're doing everything that you're doing. Yeah, I'm super appreciative that you guys reached out. Um, the East Side is such an amazing place to be. There's so much. Uh, community involvement, so many opportunities to be involved with the community here. And they're really great about bringing us all together. 
So I happen to know you've got a really cool named uh, monthly newsletter called Orbit. Yeah. And people can go to celesta.restaurant to sign up. I mean, order food, order the cakes, do all that <laughs> yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then if you, you know, to stay connected, definitely sign up for the newsletter. Are there other places that you would suggest that uh, people use to keep up, you know, on the Instas or the socials or anything like that? Absolutely. So I'm super active on um, Facebook and Instagram. I post pretty much every day. And starting in December, I began doing a twice monthly Instagram live. Um, I have sort of realize that part of my mission is to help people learn more about plant-based cooking or go vegan if they're interested. So uh, I do sort of listener-focused um, cooking demos or I answer questions. So I have another one coming up, um, for example, this Monday, the 8th, and I'm going to show folks how to make tempeh and I'm going to collect donations for the Black Holocaust Museum. Um, but of course, that's optional. The demo will be totally free. Mm -hmm. So the following um, two weeks, let's see, about the 21st, I'm going to be interviewing um, our manager, Nina. She has been um, working with me since day one at the pop-ups. So she's been here the whole way, and we've really partnered on so many projects. And we're going to talk about how to throw a vegan wedding. She did a completely vegan wedding a few years ago. Um, so if people are interested in how to host a special event and they're not really sure how to tell, you know, grandpa from the UP. Balls <laughs> <laughs> oh. aren't made from meat. <laughs> Hopefully we'll have some tips for them. So uh, I'm really interested in continuing to develop some opportunities to connect with our audience and our community for people who want to learn more. Yeah. Those are a couple different ways. And grandpa will never know. And, <laughs> and the YouTube, um, the YouTube channel you have, it's otherworldly vegan, correct? Yeah, that's right. Okay, good. Well, I went ahead and subscribed. No big deal. Yeah. Uh, you know, anecdotal feedback. What I really enjoy, um, one of the things I enjoy about, uh, the, the companies and the brands and the places I follow uh, particularly on Instagram is when they do go live because not being uh, able to go and sit in the place, it's like the next best thing to just be connected to the people who are there yeah. and the faces you normally see. So um, keep doing it if you can. Uh, I think it's super helpful for not just the educational aspect, but for just a human contact and connection perspective. I love that you have had um, good experiences with that because that has also been my experience. I've met so many people that way. And especially right now, it's so hard not seeing other people. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it's just really surprising how you'll suddenly make this connection with someone and you had no idea what you said struck them the right way or they kind of needed to hear it or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you come out of it, you know, with a new friend sometimes. It's, it can be pretty amazing. Yeah, I think it's the opposite with Adam and me. We just annoy each other. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with that. I'm like, wait, what, what is he saying? <laughs> but it, it, yeah, <clears throat> I'll echo. It is It is an, a really, really cool opportunity for you to connect with people. Um, I mean, any most of the socials can be a great opportunity, but when you go live, you're getting that instant connection talking to people. Yeah. 
um, which Agreed. is and it's fun and it's interactive. It's it's yeah. a lot more interactive that way. Definitely. Well, uh, this was fun, and uh, I can't believe it's already over. Adam, can yeah, you? I honestly can't either. I have a billion more questions <laughs> for <laughs> Melanie. <laughs> So I guess we'll just have to have you on again. We will have we'll, to. We'll have, talk more vegan. We'll yeah. talk more Celesta. And uh, once things hopefully start to evolve back to normal, yeah, yeah um, uh, we should definitely, we'll definitely have to come in and and say hi and, and try some vegan. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be super honored. Thank you so much. Adam. Steve. <laughs> and now. Milwaukee's own Black Belt Theater. Now